0: Hello and welcome to Rebounding Faith. I'm Gina Ferrari.
1: I'm Kristen Corona. And I'm Catherine Baer. When walking in faith seems impossible and you can't see the purpose in your pain, we are here to help you find hope in the struggle. Welcome to Rebounding Faith. I'm Catherine Bear. I'm Gina Ferrari. And I'm Kristen Corona. We are looking at the question today that's asked when walking in faith seems impossible. It's really a statement, not a question, but that's what we're looking at today. So Rebounding Faith, the name of this podcast, is really breaking it down and looking at rebounding, and I looked up the definition of rebounding, y'all, and what it says is bounce back through the air after hitting a hard surface or object. I thought that was so fascinating that it actually requires you to hit something hard before you bounce back. And so in life, how many times do we come up against that trial or struggle or whatever takes you down? You hit that hard surface and now... Now we're trying to bounce back. So we are talking to women who are feeling alone, who are fighting for faith right now. We are talking to listeners who are unable to see or hear God and feel stuck in their trial. We are trying to reach those who are longing to see God in your struggle and wanting to seek comfort in the storm and relief from trials and of course those who are searching for purpose in the pain when it just doesn't make sense and I have to be completely honest and transparent with you uh, and Gina and Kristen that these questions really stemmed from personal questions that I experienced while I walked through this trial and trials, plural, seven years or more of trials, plural. So these questions came right out of my own personal story. And I know they really resonate with you, Gina, you, Kristen, which is why you guys have agreed to co host on this podcast. And so, really, I like to think of rebounding faith as a sort of spiritual ICU. And I might call the ICU acronym uh, to stand for Intense Crisis of Unbelief. It's really, uh, you know, just a place in our life where we're questioning and we're asking ourselves these questions that, you know, we never thought we would. We're cruising along, you know, we're doing our Bible study, we're going to our groups and all of a sudden, bam, maybe something massive takes you down. Or in my story, a lot of little duck pecking, I call it, because being uh, pecked to death by a duck, you know, it's, um, it's sort of my story. And so just a lot of little things that added up to a big thing. And so really, it doesn't matter because the end result of where it leaves you and in that pain and discomfort emotionally is the same. And so we like to look at this as a spiritual ICU and the course of the upcoming episodes we were really going to help you regain hope in the struggle and our goal is for you is to go from this place of a spiritual ICU of doubt and pain to a place of I see you God I see you in my pain and so Gina i wanted to reach out to you and just get your thoughts on that and the spiritual ICU um, well, the spiritual
0: ICU. I, I love that because I think when we come from a place of feeling so broken and so alone, we just need help. And um, the hospital, um, the spiritual hospital mm-hmm. that you come yeah. to, and and when you really need a, a breath, breathe back yes. into you. And you're just so weak that you're really having a struggle just to get up and, and out of bed. And and then to be able to come to the place where you can say, I see you, mm-hmm. I see you, God. And it all comes stems from first that He sees us. He sees us in the depth of our pain and, and um, the struggle that we're going through. And, you know, we have all been there. We are there. My gosh, the you know, the struggles that the three of us have gone through all varied, but, you know, pain equals pain and we are right there with you. And just know that it takes a, um, a village, a group to come alongside of you and walk with you. And we we can do that together. And so I, um, I'm excited about this podcast and And really want it to be this place that of real authenticity and just honesty and rawness and and talking about the things that are really hard to talk about or even to admit Mm -hmm. um, out loud. And that's when we just are so struggling to even believe at Mm -hmm. all. Or to see God in our pain and in our circumstance, we just don't feel Him or see Him, doesn't mean He's not there.
1: Doesn't mean He's not there,
0: but we don't see it.
1: Right. And I think it's also when we ask ourselves these questions, we might be telling ourselves incorrectly that we're the only ones that feel this way, right? We look around, we see these well-meaning Christians that smile on their face, looking their Sunday best, going to church. And I know I, myself, I was at a place where you know, I really, it was more painful to be around them than to not be around them because I felt that I was falling short. Why was I feeling this way? Why, why couldn't I just quote, have more faith, unquote, as many, many uh, of my Christian friends told me, you just need to have more faith. It wasn't a question of having more faith. It was really a question of having strength, having God giving me the strength within the storm to be able to stand back up yet again because I had been knocked down. So what about you, Kristen?
2: For me, I think it's really important if I'm going to be a part of a group or even just if I think about who I'm surrounding myself with, that I feel like I can really be myself. And I know we're going to get into how Rebounding Faith came to be and how I ended up meeting you Mm -hmm. two amazing women But what I would say right from the beginning is that you guys always made me feel like I could really be myself and that I wasn't alone in my trials and my feelings. And so when you think about uh, the spiritual ICU, it's really about feeling comfortable talking about things and, and kind of wrestling with, I don't have all the answers, I'm not perfect, I know I know deep deep down what I need to do but I can't right now. I'm stuck and I'm struggling with my belief and I'm struggling with my faith and there's a lot of insecurity that comes with that. Right. And what I'm most excited about with this podcast is just being able to be real, raw. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We said it in the trailer but just authentic and just be able to talk about things that we've really struggled with and why we've struggled with those things and where we've really doubted our faith. Mm -hmm. And I I am excited to be on this journey with you guys and hope that um, through this, we can can really reach a lot of people who might be feeling similarly to how we have felt or are currently feeling.
1: Absolutely. I think that's a great point. And you know, you had said it when, you know, um, when we're really questioning things and we're struggling with our faith, it's not just the trial. It's not just the circumstance that we're faced with. It's also our emotional response and our spiritual response to that. So such as, you know, we tend to isolate when we go into pain. And so, you know, we'll isolate, we'll pull back. We, we, don't want to return that phone call so fast. We don't want to pick up the phone because we know they're going to ask. Or, you know, I've been so low, you know, full transparency that to get out of bed was a struggle. Like it was so difficult to just get up and face another day. And, and you know, in my story, it's one where, you know, I went through seven, at least seven years of challenges and God really took me on this journey where I was experiencing trials from all angles, and simultaneously it was... My husband's income was cut in half. I was experiencing health challenges. I had a mystery illness that later came to be rheumatoid arthritis, but it wasn't really easy to diagnose. It was sort of a funky funky test and it was coming up weird and they were having, having difficulty doing that. So I was struggling there. I was having family challenges. Of course, the marriage was strained when you are low in income and uh, all of these things are happening. And in addition, just for fun, things were thrown in like, you know, three car accidents in 13 months, none of which were my fault. Um, you know, the water heater going out and the, the washing machine dying, all these things, right? And so when you're, when your income is cut, all of those things are so stressful. And I was staying at home with the kids at the time. And so I was crying out to God. I was so stressed. And I just remember trying to lean into him. And it was it was silence. And, and I went from a place of being like a Bible study leader, a MOPs leader, a all of these, you know, spiritual leaders, right? I, I stepped into that space and I really felt like my faith was rock solid And I was just excited to grow and move forward, and God doing what He does so well, which is surprising us, He had a different route for me, and He was going to grow me through experiencing pain and trials. And what I learned through that is uh, not only the love of God, and I think to 2 Corinthians Uh, 2, 1 through uh, 4. And that is talking about that God comforts us in our pain so that we we can comfort others through the comfort we ourselves received from God. So I was able to take that experience or experiences and feeling God's guiding hand, although silent, but looking back and seeing evidence of Him And growing my faith, and actually taking that and having him show me that there's a gap there ladies, like there is a gap. There is a gap in my experience. I can't speak for everyone, but in my experience, it was one where I tried to go to church. I tried to go to women's Bible studies. I tried to, um, you know, sit around the table in the room full of 150 women, 15 tables of 10. And I showed up every Tuesday morning and they had the worship music in the beginning and they had the curriculum and, you know, with the same group of ladies. And I just, remember one day I was at rock bottom. I was scared financially for my health, for my family. I remember standing there at the beginning of the worship music and I just started to cry. And I just remember tears uh, flowing. And I am ashamed to tell you guys this, but not one woman at that table or in that room uh, said anything to me. It wasn't, hey, are you okay? Um, can I pray for you? Is there something you need? There was nothing. Mm-hmm. And I remember the following week, I had submitted a prayer request um, to the table. And it was one of, I don't remember what we were experiencing at the time, you know, hot water heater out and wash, like just stuff that was happening, the car accident, all these things happening at once that seemed so overwhelming. And I remember this woman saying to me, Well, that's just life. And I remember feeling uh, like embarrassed that my prayer request wasn't deeper. And yet I knew what I was feeling. I felt overwhelmed and I knew, I knew that I knew that I knew at that moment, there is something better. There has got to be something better for women who are hurting, who are grasping and and gasping for air. There has to be something better because I knew if, if I were, I mean, God forbid, but if my husband were to come down with cancer, something like that, I would have 10 meals delivered the next day. Right. But when you're just trying to navigate life and you're just trying to get through, you know, the challenges and more importantly, struggles with faith and not seeing God, where, Where is the support there within the community? And my experience was, you just need to have more faith. That's what I got all the time. I, in fact, one person had said, uh, "I don't know why God wants you to suffer, but he just does. <laughs> yeah, Thanks. that was it was Thank like, you. I didn't know how to respond to that. That's deep. That yeah. is so deep. <laughs> yeah. so I what I did, and I, I really felt God guiding me in this was to develop a ministry, that a ministry would be born to speak to hurting women right where they are. And I feel called without question. And I know you ladies also feel a similar calling where we usher and walk with hurting women and bring them back in alignment with their heavenly father. Because when we're hurting, our vision is distorted. We cannot see things like we normally can, and we can't hear things. And there's damage that is occurring in our spirit. And sometimes it does take sisters in Christ to come alongside and say, you know what, let me help you. And by me helping you, guess what? You're helping me because I can be healed from my own pain by helping you. And that is how Encourage was born. And that was our first ministry. And we did that for about eight years before Gina and I, Gina did it for the last three years with me. And Gina came or Kristen came on board in the last year. And uh, we now have had the opportunity to take this concept over the airwaves on a podcast. And I cannot be more excited for that. So how about you, Gina?
0: Well, um, I am excited about the podcast because it is our our taking our ministry that we had and and being able to reach more people. I mean, you can't throw a stone and not hit a hurting woman somewhere. Right? That's just the truth of it. Especially right now, yeah hurting in one way or another. And so just to be able to let you know that you're not by yourself and it's okay that you're struggling in your faith and it's okay that you don't feel so strong right now, it doesn't mean that you're not going to get there. It may feel like it right now, but that's not where, why we're here is just to tell you, hey, we've been there, we are there, and we're going to get through this together. And just being able to walk this journey out together. And I'm Catherine um, a few years ago when I moved back down to Southern California, and I was searching for a women's Bible study to attend in the evening. Now, I was very involved in women's ministry up north, and so it was um, important to me when I moved down here to find a church and find a, a women's group that I could be part of and meet some Christian friends and I couldn't, for the life of me, find a Bible study to attend in the evening. I never dreamt that it would even be a thing to find a Bible study. I thought that would be so easy, and it wasn't. And I was searching and searching and searching and praying and asking God, like, come on, now all I want to do is meet some Christian friends here and go to a Bible study. Why can't I find one? And so my um, brother-in-law happened to tell me they were going to church uh, in... uh, San Juan, and he said, "Hey, I think there's a Bible study starting up at the church we go to." And I was like, "Well, there is. I'll go to it." And so he said, "Yeah, it's it's called an encourage, uh, encouraging women." And so. I was like, cool. As long as it's at night, I can go. Awesome. And so I went, having no idea what it was about. <laughs> I really just thought it was the main a main criteria study. it was night.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. A Bible Check. study with women. All I'm there. And so, um, but the very first night when Catherine was explaining where what the um, Bible study was, and it was obviously very, very different from any Bible study mm-hmm. I'd been to because it wasn't really a Bible study, although we spoke of the Bible and we, we prayed. It wasn't just a prayer meeting. It was all of these things combined in a very different delivery. And while I was there, it just so resonated with my spirit because my whole passion inside is for other hurting women. And it comes from A place of pain. And it comes from being wounded. I mean, Humpty Dumpty can't put you back together wounded, like wounded as as you can be. And, uh, you know, feeling like I had broken every commandment that there is and that, you know, I such an unworthy place and uh, beforehand, you know, before meeting Catherine and the Lord had really taken me on a healing journey and I'm just taking my big old mess that I had made of my life and turned it back into what I call a mosaic. Mm-hmm. And so I was there at this Bible study and just feeling like, oh, my gosh, yes, you know, I'm where I need to be. And maybe not feeling it so much at that moment that I needed it, but maybe that I might be able to help encourage somebody because of what I'd been through as well and to understand where they were and. Um, and so I went through the ten week Bible study and was just had no idea what was going to happen after that. And thought, oh well, I'm finished with that, and I still want to be a part of ministry. And and I got a text from Catherine saying, you know, we're going to start the next ten uh, week uh, right. session, and could you help in some way? And I was like, what? Especially, I just couldn't believe that she reached out and asked if I could. Help in some way. I would help in any way yeah. I could. I was just so oh, happy to be part of it, and yeah. and that began our journey together.
1: It really was, and it was something where, and you keep saying Bible study, and I guess at the beginning that's what you thought, but mm-hmm. it it's funny because I would always say it's I don't know how to explain it because. It is, we do, it's not a Bible study, but we study the Bible and it's not a prayer group, but we pray. (laughs) All right. Um, Hmm. You know, so it's just. It's not a support group, but we support support one another. (laughs) It just. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's like it should be the other category. Just Mm -hmm. check that because it was something that God helped me to put together and build. And I am so excited to bring it to this podcast. And it's just something where, you know, in that particular ministry, we were able to walk with over 200 hurting women, mm-hmm. uh, just from a place of, you know, um, and, and it ranged, honestly, like some were, uh, really, really in a place of dire pain. Others were, Hey, you know what? I'm, I'm kind of hurting right now. And this would be good tools to carry with me, you know, through life. And so just all different, um, areas, you know, and, and levels of pain and hurt, but to be able to see the transformation over the 10 weeks from a place of just dire pain to purpose or from hurting to healing was truly awesome. And God's hand was absolutely a part of it. So, And to see the yeah. hope come back. Oh, yeah. Right? The hope restored in
0: these mm-hmm. women who just showed up. Yeah. That in itself was that, you know, just the step of showing up to this place, not really knowing and willing to kind of be vulnerable and to say, I'm not at a great place in my absolutely. walk with God. And yeah. then just over that 10-week period to really see the hope and the light and the healing Come back and yeah. and these women began to stand up and 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 get to a place in their uh, walk with God that it was uh, it was just so
1: great to see. Yeah, it was it was absolutely awe inspiring. Yeah. to be able to know that we were able to assist in that, but more importantly, in this podcast, we will absolutely be bringing some of our things that we learned from that seven-year ministry that I I was able to be a part of and bring that here. And, you know, we're going to be looking at some things that might not be that popular, to be honest, to ask at a Bible study or, you know, to really look at. And, and I believe, I feel very led by God to do this because if people are asking it, You know, his sons and daughters, if they're if they're asking this, then I think we need to put forth that question. We need to examine it. And I also want to say that this has been a blessing for me and just the opportunity to be able to do this podcast, to pray about it, to um, think about what content to put forth. It has been a blessing to me, and so I want to thank everyone listening to this and to you, Gina, and Kristen, just for helping and, and healing me through this process. And so Kristen actually joined us last year, right, in the middle of 2020? Was that when... Yeah, well, yeah. it was
2: really the end of 2020. So yeah, you yeah. guys are talking about building this amazing ministry, and I am a recipient of said amazing ministry, and... Um, for me, I guess I'll I'll go back a little bit. So married to my husband Andrew for about 7 years now. We don't have any kids yet. Uh, we do have a dog named mm-hmm. Elway. Yes, that's after John and what Elway. kind of dog? Super. He's a Weimaraner. Oh, so cute. big, big
1: puppy. Yeah, okay. he's
2: amazing. Aww. And we've moved around a lot for my job. I work for an IT services company and I'm in sales, and we've moved around a lot and had moved to Southern California at the end of 2017. Mm. And for me, every time we've moved, we've tried really hard to integrate into a church. And that, to me, is, is community, Yeah. right? And when we talk about... Bible studies for me, that's just really finding a, a good community of of people to share life with. And so for us, um, I felt like life was pretty good. You know, we um, like I said, had a great job, our marriage was thriving. I think moving a lot had really helped our marriage in a lot of ways, just persevering, getting out of your comfort zone. And in 2019, I would say we we got to a place where we had been trying to have a baby for a while and were really struggling and definitely didn't think it was going to be as challenging as it was. I, I definitely was raised petrified of having sex at all because I thought you could just get pregnant at any time. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and then sure enough, when you actually want to have yeah. a kid, uh, it was a little bit harder yeah. than I had anticipated. And, and we were starting the process of going through IVF. And at that point, I'm a pretty optimistic person felt like, okay, this is this isn't the way I thought this was going to go down. But was feeling optimistic about it and had been going through that process and hadn't really had success. And we had had a miscarriage um, fairly early on um, and had had worked through all of that grief that comes with that and just sadness. And going into 2020 was feeling really optimistic. We had done another round of IVF and we were pregnant and felt like 2020 was just going to be the year. It was a year. It was a year in a different way. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, how I left 2020 was not as optimistic as I went into 2020. Most of us, yes. Yeah, Yeah. and even as things were, you know, happening with the pandemic, I felt a lot of um, just gratitude around like there's so much pain and suffering, but it was going to be the year that we were going to start a family, and that was something to look forward to. And then five months in, we had a miscarriage, and it Mm -hmm. was devastating. Um, Mm. rocked our world and led me to a place of just um, complete sadness like I had never felt before. And um, anger and frustration and you name whatever feeling you want, Yeah, um, that's not a positive one. And that's definitely how I felt. And um, just really struggled with how to deal with it and feeling alone and feeling like so you were five months along. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And um, just really felt betrayed by God. Mm-hmm. You know, I look back at my whole life and felt like, you know, I was pretty good, all things considered. <laughs> um, and I know we all have struggles throughout life, but I just didn't understand any of it and yeah. did a lot of comparison and a lot of like, if I could have only done this better or if I would have been nicer, or if I would have cared more. Basically just trying to do whatever I could. So you to took understand. it on yourself. So, like it's yeah. something that I yeah. Yeah, what did I do? Yeah. Right. And and what do I need to To deserve out? that. Yeah, yeah. What did I do? And what can I, you know, say I'm sorry for? And yeah. um was just in a really bad place and was at church and um our pastor was talking about just different community groups, Bible study groups that you could join. And I heard about encouraging women. Mm-hmm. And when they talked about what the group was about, I just felt um, relief. Mm -hmm. I guess I was like, wow, this is like, this is my thing. Mm -hmm. And similar to you, like you had said, Gina, I. Hadn't really found a Bible study group that really called to me. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll be honest. I wasn't trying them all out. A lot right. of them were at 10 in the morning. And I'm like, yeah. I, I have a job. Yeah. Now, you could talk about prioritizing things, but I'm like, I need money if I'm going to live. Yeah. It's not about right. me, like, prioritizing work over God. Like, I right. have to go to work. So I just was was just struggling. Nothing was really resonating with me. And when the pastor was talking about encouraging women... I just felt an immediate connection. Mm -hmm. And it was an interesting time because it started at the end of um, 2020. And so we weren't all together. We Mm -hmm. were virtual. But as soon as I met both of you, I just felt at peace. I Mm -hmm. just really felt connected to you guys immediately and felt like I could be myself and we had these amazing women in the group with us who were all so different mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and experiencing different hardships in their life. And no one was the same, but they were all equally important and real. And the pain was the same. The pain was very much the same. Yeah. The desperation. The yes. Yeah. And I mean, you guys had been doing this for so long. It probably wasn't as surprising for you as it was for me. But I just remember telling my husband that first night, like, this is going to be really good for me. And initially it was kind of selfish, right? Mm -hmm. Like I was in a bad spot and I wanted to feel better. Well, you were in the ICU. I was definitely, I had checked into the ICU Yes, Yes. and was waiting to see the doctor. (laughs) And as I started going through all of the different weeks with you guys and the different topics, my feelings started to change more towards... I need to help other women mm-hmm. get through this. Mm-hmm. This is no longer about me and my struggle, although it's still very real. Mm-hmm. We're still very much in it right now. It's not not out of the woods, so to speak, or anywhere close. But I just shifted and started to think more about other women need to know that You can get through this and that there's hope. And I think when we were talking about this first episode, that's really what we were wanting people to get from it Mm -hmm. is just that in the darkest of times, there's hope. Yeah. And it's hard and it's a struggle. And um, you really need to surround yourself with people that can help you get through it, but also people who are going to point you in the direction you should go and that's really back to God
1: absolutely, and
2: living in the word. And that was hard for me, um, very hard for me. And you'll learn a lot more about me in, in other episodes, mm-hmm. but I'm just definitely a control freak. And yeah. I want to be able to build a plan and work a plan and understand the details. Yeah. And if I can't understand the details, it's really challenging for me. And so a lot of people have asked, Why am I qualified to do a podcast? I'll just throw it out there. I'm not. (laughs) I'm not qualified to do a podcast. I don't know that any of us are. (laughs) I I haven't mastered pain and suffering. (laughs) I don't consider myself an expert Christian, whatever that means. It's very subjective. But I feel like I can speak from a very authentic place and ask questions that I hope are relatable for other people.
0: Yeah. You know, when Catherine Catherine has wanted to – do a podcast for a couple years. Mm-hmm. I mean, when she started bringing it up, and
1: um, <laughs> I if was you could just see like, Gina's face, bringing it up." <laughs> oh, that just guy. been talking about this for a while.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was really her what she wanted to do and felt led to do and I was like I'm just along for the ride whatever you want to do I am I think those were your exact
1: words actually
0: (laughs) so I just want to be available and I I do have that passion for to encourage other hurting women but when we met Kristen um I just knew Catherine and I started to do you know talk about the podcast and doing it together and it was something just missing for mm-hmm. me and i was like we need another voice yes. in here we need someone cuz catherine big into the research and me i'm by the seat of my pants and so we're opposite that way and i was like we need somebody who questions and, yeah, things and, yep. and has a different perspective and ha- and i Instantly thought of Kristen, Uh instantly thought she was just so smart and insightful in our studies and and not afraid to ask the tough questions and so important. And so I said, you know, how about Kristen? And she was up for it. I know. And so here we are.
1: Yes. Yes. And, and here we are. Yeah, and here we it's are. Great to be here yeah. with you guys. So that's that's where we landed on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so encourage then became rebounding faith. Yeah, and I think it's the same concept. We're doing it a little bit differently here. I wouldn't say it's as structured as encourage was with the ten weeks. So rebounding faith in the coming weeks, we're going to look at different topics that all pertain to faith and encouragement in your journey and hope and healing and all kinds of stuff. Uh, but I think, you know, um, we're going to look at, I've actually had this question posed to me a few times now, if we're going to be offering encourage in any type of online capacity, which we would rename Rebounding Faith. Uh, So yes, and we actually have a website, reboundingfaith.com, that I probably should hurry up and get going before this airs. I bought the URL, but I need to just get the site up. But on that, our future intentions are to have something there, to offer uh, any anyone who is interested to get into that, to understand how it works. And the concept really, and I just want to get into this really quick, but I just want to explain the concept because it really applies here. And the concept that I... Uh, realized in walking through this journey is that when you are hurting and you are in a place like Kristen talked about, you know, in that really difficult, dark place and where I was um, during those seven years, it is a place where you are almost in a fetal position. I mean, let's just be honest. It took you down. And when someone says to you, well, you seem to have faith. Like to me, that is like running with God. And so to go from a fetal position to a run with God in one step is ridiculous. It's impossible. And that is not going to happen. But here's the thing. And this kind of plays into when we look at when walking in faith seems impossible. Uh, Really, it's a process of sitting up from Mm -hmm. that fetal position, then perhaps a hand extending itself to you to help you up. That's connection standing up and getting your bearings. That might be clarity, deciding to move forward. That's walking or perseverance. And then from that walk, you're building to that run, right? And run might be full-blown trust in God and and running, But right now, today, hey, I'm in that fetal position. That's where I am today. And recognizing that it's a process to sit, stand, walk, and build to a run. And so that's what we do. That's what we do here in the spiritual ICU or rebounding faith and helping us to see God in the pain. And uh, once we see that, I believe that God has actually... Planted within all of us the desire to then want to turn around, like in Second Corinthians, you know, one um, four is talking about how we ourselves can then comfort others, and that's really the goal. Because when we identify that scenario or trial or whatever it may be, like you, Kristen, you can understand infertility like no like I I can't you know you can you can come alongside that hurting woman who is walking that path and say you know what I get it and let me walk it with you and you don't even need to speak like it's just this this understanding and so there's healing in that there's healing in that for the gal that you come alongside and for yourself when you're doing that and that's so so important And so that uh, we definitely, we want to, you know, make that known that this certainly is not a parking lot, right? This is not a place where we're going to park and really commiserate about all of our pain. Oh, no. This is a place where we believe we have to acknowledge right where we are today. And then it's a bridge, right? It's Mm -hmm. moving forward. It's getting to back in alignment with our Heavenly Father. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And not just surviving the hard times, but being able to thrive through them and being able to allow God to use those hard times to reach
1: someone else. And that's the whole point of it. Oh, yeah. 100%. And so when we talk about like when walking in faith seems impossible, we know that we are not to be walking by faith or sorry, we're to walk by faith, but not by sight. And that is 2 Corinthians 5, 7. So, So we understand that. Right. But how exactly do we do that in times of great pain and distress? And so when we look at, you know, uh, when—actually, let me go back and go to Matthew 19, 26, when Jesus looked at them and said, With man, this is impossible, but with God, all things— are possible. And so when we talk about when walking in faith seems impossible, I want to challenge everybody to think about Matthew 19, 26, that states, with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. And I want to think about where do we place our emphasis in that sentence? If we place our emphasis on the word all, as in, you know, all things are possible, We really will focus on God's power. There's nothing he cannot do. Now, if you're like me, I never questioned God's power. I questioned his willingness. Okay, it was, but what if he doesn't want to? Because he was silent. Like literally the heavens had closed and there was no answer and it was just silence. And so at that point, I called into question, you know, his character And I would go to his promises and we'll get into that in future episodes. But I think, you know, recognizing that he can do all things. So if we place the emphasis on possible, then we redirect our focus to the possibility of God's ability or willingness. Right. So it may be that he doesn't grant us what we're wanting Are asking for, but he gives us the strength to endure the storm. I mean, how many times, you know, it's like we've heard that saying that God may not calm the storm, but he calms the child within the storm, right? So it's really looking at that either way, we will have a peace that transcends all understanding. It's just the circumstances may not change, and it's recognizing that. So the all, yes, he can do it. The possible, I don't know what he's going to do, but I accept whatever he does is in my highest good. And so it may be a different possibility other than what we've imagined.
2: Yeah. When you were giving your example earlier around this, like being in the fetal position, right? Mm -hmm. And for you, it was, you know, if one more person told you just to have faith, (laughs) your head was going to explode. Right. For me, it was the equivalent of that was God has a plan. Oh, man. And if... I started to resent that phrase as if I, I know it's true, but like, please just stop saying yeah. that because yeah, I'm in not the helping. fetal position. Yes. I am questioning my faith right now. So the only the only way that you can believe that God has a plan is if you are faithful.
1: Mm.
2: And that was the struggle. So to your point, like yeah. you don't just go from the fetal position to running with God. Right, full blown run, absolutely. And for yeah. people who, it, it's all well intended. Yeah, it, it's just they don't know what to say. But so see, what I
1: hear is God has a plan, and His plan is for you to be devastated.
2: Yeah. So this there was you go. God's plan. Yeah. So figure it out. Yeah. Right. Which and, then, and so, you just need to have more faith. Just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have more faith in the yeah. plan yeah. that yeah. God has. Yeah. For you to be devastated. Yeah. And and so when I when you talk about going from fetal position, like just. Like get up on your Forearms. elbows and knees, yes. like, yeah, like the plank, right? Yes. Get to a plank position, yes. and not the like legit plank where you're right. on your hands, like the elbow <laughs> plank, the mini plank, The cheating plank. Yeah, yeah. yeah. get in that little mini plank, and pr- like make progress. Yeah, because the the goal is for us. We we want to we want everything to be perfect. This is not about being perfect. This is about making. Progress. That's right. And so what I hope for people to hear from this is this is not about getting up and running with God. This is not about saying all things are possible, just have faith. Yeah. This yeah. is just make a positive move in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And each step that you take or when you get on those forearms, that is one step closer to what's yes. possible
1: absolutely and it's something where god meets you right there on your forearms it's it's not hey you have to stand up and then he'll be there he is close to the brokenhearted and those that are crushed in spirit like he is right there we may not and as in my case be able to feel his manifest presence and hear his voice and see evidence of him right uh directly but i will tell you this I think there's, you can at least see evidence of wind, right? You can't see the wind, but you can see the wind moving the leaves. And you can see that, that may be what we've got right now. And God will, God will use anything to grow it. Like he'll use all of it. And so it's really a matter of just getting to your forearms, knowing that God's right there with you, probably doing the plank right there with you, right? And even though you can't see him or hear him, that may be the case, But it doesn't mean he's not there.
0: And we're here. That's right. We're here to help take you by the hand and help you get Encourage. Yes, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And know that it's not just women who, you know, uh, are well-meaning. I mean, we are well-meaning, but it's something where I truly believe that we have walked the road of desperation. We have walked that dark road not knowing The next step, it's like I I remember walking one really early foggy morning, and I remember the fog was so thick that I could only see about three steps in front of me. And then as you walk those three, you can see three more. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I could see just enough to see maybe like, you know, where the driveway kind of goes down. Okay, I got to step down and back up again. But I remember thinking at that moment and having that epiphany that God only reveals just the next few steps, like that's all you need, and I wasn't going to fall down the driveway because I could see it once I got there. It's just, I think, if I were to see the whole street, it would be overwhelming in that in that theory. So I think it's just knowing that that God shows you just enough to get to your elbows or whatever. Yeah. So, um, well, thank you, ladies, for number one joining me on this adventure. And I do believe it will be an adventure. Number two, I thank everyone for listening today. Please reach out to us. Let us know your ideas and your thoughts of of things or topics. We would love to hear from you. You can find us on all social media. You can go to reboundingfaith.com. You can email us at reboundingfaith at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. We look forward to future episodes with you and encouraging you on your walk. And with that, we want to wish you a rebounding week. Thank you for joining us. Come and join us next week and be sure to like and subscribe to Rebounding Faith.